and welcome to our tax and crypto podcast. Um, I'm Joe Cruikshank, I'm a tax partner at Simmons in the London office. And I'm Matthew Norris, a managing associate in the Simmons tax team, also in the London office. So on this podcast, Matthew and I are going to cover a few insights and pitfalls when the world of tax and crypto collide. In March 2021, HMRC updated their Crypto Assets Manual, which covers HMRC's view on the tax treatment of crypto assets across all taxes. However, I think it's pretty light considering the complexity and fast-moving pace of crypto. What's your view, Matthew? I think it's helpful that we now do have some guidance because before that, you know, we didn't really know what the revenues view was on some of these transactions. Yeah. And it, it does cover a lot of topics, but I think it's it's fair to say that it's just HMRC's view and some of the guidance can be on, on quite specific back patterns. Yeah, and I think crypto is changing so quickly, isn't it, that mm. you know they have to try and keep up with that. And so they can't cover absolutely everything in that guidance. Exactly. And I think they, they know that how a particular transaction will be treated, you know, comes back to, you know, what the crypto assets are, what are their features, you know, what's actually happening in the in the transactions. They're all very fact dependent in a pretty fast moving world. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean just starting off with that point a bit further, exploring that point a bit further, I guess. Um it seems that HMRC's approach to cryptocurrencies isn't consistent across the range of taxes. So from a, that perspective, HMRC treat cryptocurrencies as akin to currency or money rather than as a security. And what about on the direct tax side? Yeah, that's that's interesting because on a direct tax side, HMRC are pretty clear that it doesn't constitute money. Mm. So that means for things you can't get tax relief for contributions of crypto assets to pension schemes. Um, yeah. you know, the loan relationship rules don't apply to uh, loans of crypto assets because they're not money so that's an interesting distinction yeah and it actually does create some problems i think from a VAT perspective which i'll um, maybe just explore a little bit um so hmrc's position in relation to vat is that services supplied by bitcoin exchanges um, such as the exchange of bitcoin for legal tender are VAT exempt and this was confirmed by the cjeu in an october 2015 judgment david hectvist in that case, the CJU also determined that the supply of Bitcoin exchange services was an exempt supply and that they considered that restricting the exemption to transactions involving only traditional currencies would deprive it of its intended effect. And therefore, as Bitcoin serves as the purpose of being a means of payment and is accepted as such, Bitcoin transactions fall within the scope of the exemptions. It's noted that the CJEU also stated that it was common ground that Bitcoin was neither a security conferring a property right nor a security of a comparable nature. So since the um, UK has left the EU, HMRC's uh, position remains consistent with that ruling. And the current HMRC manual covering crypto assets continues to make reference to the case. There's no indication at the moment that there's any intention to depart from that position. So I think it's helpful to have some certainty, as you say, but HMRC's view that cryptocurrencies are akin to money can lead to some inconsistencies in how certain related services are treated for VAT purposes. I'm just going to talk through one specific example, which is custody services. So cryptocurrency is provided in what is called a cold wallet, as you know, in which the public and private keys for the exchange tokens are stored on a device which is not connected to the internet. The device is kept in a physically secure location. It's essentially a computer which is kept in a vault. 
Now, normally when looking at the storage of currency, you would look at whether the services could be exempt as the operation of a current deposit or savings account. Normally, currency is stored in a secure system. However, here we have a service which is more akin to physical safekeeping and therefore arguably falls outside of the VAT exemptions unless the service can be classified as some, something other than simply safekeeping. So this is just gives an example of a case where, although we seem to have a clear view from HMRC about the VAT treatment of crypto-related services, as always in VAT and probably the other taxes as well, which you'll talk about, we need to look at exactly what is going to going on to determine whether an exemption applies. And HMRC and other tax authorities are very protective of their VAT exemptions. And as crypto is for many still a rather ethereal concept, there's plenty of scope for tax advisors and the tax authorities to take opposing views. Is that what you're also seeing on your side? I think that's, that's right. I mean, as we touched on, I think the first point to, to make in relation to, to direct tax is that there's no special UK tax regime for crypto assets. So, Essentially, what you're doing is applying general UK tax principles yeah. to crypto asset transactions. Um, and it's helpful now that we have HMRC guidance on how those tax principles will be applied. Um, and it's useful to see how they are viewing things. But, but a lot of that guidance only applies to exchange tokens, so mm -hmm. things like Bitcoin or Ethereum. So there remains you know, substantial uncertainty in relation to other types of, of crypto assets. But if, if we focus on um, exchange tokens to start with, in terms of their direct tax treatment for individuals and, and businesses, I guess the first question is, are you carrying on a trade? Or, yeah. you know, are you, you know, carrying out capital transactions in crypto mm -hmm. assets? And, and HMRC's view is that it would only be in exceptional circumstances that individuals or businesses would be buying and selling exchange tokens with the frequency, level of organisation and sophistication that would be required to amount to a financial trade. And do we think that's true these days? Because lots of people are interested, lots of individuals are interested in crypto. I mean, I think for, for individuals in particular, I think it's a particularly difficult argument to make. So mm -hmm. people have just got, you know, crypto investments, you know, which they're doing, you know, on the side at home. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be difficult to persuade um, the revenue that, that that is a trade. Okay. But, you know, for you know, asset managers who are starting to get more interested in crypto as an asset class, I mean, I think there's, there's a much stronger argument in, in, in that scenario. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think the, the, the conclusion from that would be that most disposals and the revenues, most transactions in the revenues view would be capital in nature uh, and crypto assets are, are chargeable assets. So I think unless you're meeting that bar to be treated as carrying on a crypto asset trade, then individuals and businesses are going to be subject to capital gains tax and corporation tax on chargeable gains on, on disposals of crypto assets. And, and one thing to note is that for UK tax purposes, gains will be calculated in sterling. Mm -hmm. So you will need to convert the, the value of your transactions to sterling on the dates of those transactions. So you are leaving yourself open to exchange fluctuations as well. Mm, that's really interesting. Coming back to the, the point we discussed earlier and HMRC's view that, you know, for, for direct tax purposes, crypto assets aren't money. This means that you can have disposals and scenarios where you wouldn't necessarily expect. So if you've got an exchange of a crypto asset for a different type of crypto asset 
or you purchase goods or services with crypto assets, then HMRC again see those as barter transactions. Mm -hmm. So there will be a disposal in those circumstances. Um, one other interesting point, which is, is relevant to um, UK residents who are taxed on the remittance basis, so non-DOMs, is where crypto assets have their situs. Mm -hmm. um, and the revenues view in the manual seems to suggest that it's where that individual is resident, mm -hmm. which can obviously change if that individual is internationally mobile. Um, there seem to be some suggestions in the market that the better view might be that it depends on the individual's domicile mm -hmm. or where they keep their private key. Um, but again, that's just one of the many areas that I'm mm -hmm. sure will continue to evolve. I just wanted to also flag a couple of other points in relation to crypto assets. Um, in, in relation to employment tax, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you've got employees who are receiving crypto assets by way of earnings, then they're likely to be subject to employment tax. Um, and you know the, whether they are subject to tax on the PAYE and, and NICs will will depend on whether or not they are readily convertible assets or not. Um, and just in relation to stamp taxes, um, I think that the revenue view and, and the market view seems to be that if you're talking about an exchange token such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, that's unlikely to be stock or marketable securities or chargeable securities. So you're not going to get a stamp duty or a stamp duty reserve tax there. Mm -hmm. I think the position is is less clear in relation to security tokens, but I think as with all these things, you're probably going to be coming back to, you know, what are the actual features yeah. of, of the crypto asset in question. Um, and, and, and finally, there, there is there are quite a lot of scenarios covered in the guidance. So HMRC does set out its, its view on things like um, airdrops and forks um, and um, and, and various other transactions. So you can uh, have a look at the guidance and at least see what the revenues view is on that. Um, and you know, we'd obviously be very happy to, to chat through how that guidance might apply to transactions that you're looking to do. And um, also, you know, our views on, on that guidance and, and different approaches which might be able to be taken. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like through the guidance, there's some sort of flip-flopping between describing what these crypto assets are. But I guess, you know, that comes from HMRC trying to be helpful, but actually it could be misleading in some cases. So I think, as you say, I mean, certainly I'm seeing it on the VAT side, but also on other in other taxes, um, looking at the, the specifics and understanding what's going on and trying to fit that within not only HMRC's crypto asset guidance, but also within their general guidance, um, making sure that there's consistency across those um, is definitely essential. Great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Matthew. That was really interesting. And I think you covered a lot of ground there in a short space of time. So thanks.